evening. Good evening. Good evening. How's everyone good evening, doing? Good All of a sudden, it's warm in here. It oh is. Goodness. I told you these damn things is hot. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's hot. Damn things is hot. How they wear? How do how do women wear these all day? Lord, how does that so, you know, this is this is a little five dollar joint from a. Uh, from uh, Shoppers World. Listen, it don't make a difference where it is. It's this, she, she, she got a little temperature on her. She, you know, she you comfortable. Know, you know, that's, that's why they're so comfortable in the winter. But she got uh, That's why they're comfortable in the winter. Okay, but Ooh. she cute. She cute. She real cute. So, you know, today is, uh, well, today is Wednesday, I, June 19th. Yes. <laughs> I was like. Uh, it's also Juneteenth. Yes. Which so happy is, Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth, which is why we are wearing our African-inspired moo-moo slash army look and you because know, you got to be vigilant it's, right stay vigilant <laughs> power to the people and stay vigilant right i'm just saying you know you always got to be ready and then, listen wait, you ain't got to get ready you, if you, you stay, stay ready, ready. Mm-hmm. there you go and then underneath this is the other stuff where it's telling you you know you just put your finger in your ass and grab it right you know all that bam stuff. right so and uh today in honor of black music month we're going to be talking about our favorite gospel tunes. So that's yes, why yes, we yes, started yes, off yes, with uh, with uh, Work It Out by... Uh, Let me explain oh, something to you. I who that is by. Let me explain something to you about that song. Sure, yes. And C.G. Haynes. Yes. C.G. Hayes. Yes. But let me explain something to you. The first time I heard that song was actually at a club. Mm-hmm. Where there was, you know, a, they don't listen. You know, you know, the gays love to throw a good, the gays uh, will gospel, throw a good song, gospel song at you, but or it was, a Martin Luther King speech over listen, a gospel over top over of a house beat. <laughs> but the, but this this drag queen was performing down. Yes, and all I know is I couldn't even stop looking at her because I was just so engrossed in the music. I was yes. like. I just felt like, I felt like, did everybody ever see, see that movie Steve Martin that was in it called The Jerk? Yes. Remember when he was like, Mama, I can dance. Right. <laughs> like, I was just like, yes. 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 <laughs> it was amazing. I think yes, some of the best music I've ever heard, I've heard in the clubs with the gays, just period. Like, it just, it's, it's amazing because it's, 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 it promotes such an area of freedom and movement mm-hmm. and dance and joy. And you just... Everybody comes into a gay club when the music is right and they're just, their spirit is set free. And yes. every time, that's one of the things that I miss about when I was younger, you. going into the clubs, because the music would just set my spirit free all the time. Yeah, I don't really feel that as much I don't, anymore. Yeah, I don't maybe feel I'm, as much. Maybe, more I'm thinking, you know, I'm usually thinking two things, girl, but my feet hurt. And two, child, when are we going to go to Denny's? Well, so, you know, Denny's is always on the menu. Let's be clear about that. But the music just, I mean, there is... You know, it's, it's Cedric. Different. I mean, there's no, there is no Delta. There is no Cedric. Right. There is no uh, even the other DJ. What was what was this Rodney at the mill? So it was uh, DJ Rodney. DJ Rodney was one, but there's another one. Uh, starts with a C. Um, crap. Him. Yeah. Yes. Cameron. Yes. Cameron. Yeah. Uh, you was know, at the mill. They just turned it out. You know, the old days even, of um, even Wesley. What at was the, the spot um, that had like 1,700 rooms, and then it was right next to the. Uh, Next the edge, the, the edge, edge, the edge. So, yeah. Even Wesley would turn it out at the, uh, you know, at, at at tracks and also at the West. I mean, at I'm sorry, at the edge. And then also he would play at some other random spots. He would play at some of the balls that I would go to. Mm-hmm. Like, Wesley would get down. Um, Cedric, again, listen, district house mother. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, and I miss West and I miss uh, all the DJs that would play. Um, yeah, they, they kind of had a lot going on. And I, I loved it. And it made me, it made my spirit free every time I went in there. And the one thing about the Delta that I always enjoyed mm-hmm. from day one, when I first walked in there, I was pulled up on that damn stage mm-hmm. and I was dancing. And someone throw, was throwing dollars at my Dancing, feet. digga dancing. I was dying. dancing, digga dancing. And they were throwing dollars at my feet. And I was like, what is this? What is all this money? What are you talking about? <laughs> what is this? That's coin. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy myself, and I just don't get that same spirit anymore when I go out to the clubs. <laughs> so May- speaking of spirits, anyway. let's start the show. Why don't you give us two of your favorite uh, gospel tracks? So I, I came across this one just the other day, or I was reminded of this one just the other day. Um, while she's not necessarily a gospel artiste, mm-hmm. she does have uh, gospel roots, and she grew up in a church. But Shantae Moore, okay. she has a song on her last album called, um, the album was called More is More, mm-hmm. and it's, the name of the song is called Jesus, I Want You. Mm-hmm. And now, so this is a combination for me. I love Shantae Moore, and I love her range, and I love her voice, and I love her passion, mm-hmm. and she does all that in the song, and it, there's a message inside of it as well, so I enjoy that. Um, and then, more traditionally, mm-hmm. I hated the, these people when I were younger. 
okay. when I was younger. But I'm gonna say as I've gotten older, I've gotten appreciation for them, mm -hmm. especially after meeting them. Okay. Or one of them at least. The Clark sisters. Oh, okay. Is my living in vain? Baby, it is the most droll, dragged out. <laughs> is my living in vain? But baby, that's like now, a forty-seven yeah, minute song. It is. And, and listen, but it's amazing. So those yes. are two of my my two two favorites of mine. What about it for you? All right. So the first one is by the New York Mass Choir. It's called "My Soul Says Yes," and it's. I, well, maybe we'll listen to I've it this. later. But uh, we'll definitely listen to it on our trip to uh, to Atlanta. You know, we need some good gospel music to, you know, keep it keep, up. A, right. keep our <laughs> the road safe for us. But the first time I heard that song was, you know, when I was in college, I belonged to the choir uh, at Flipper Chapel AME. You was a part of the choir? I was, was a part of the choir, honey. You was, was a choir boy? I was a fag in the choir. You was, you, was the, you was the head tambourine shaker? No, I actually had, you know, I had a really good voice, but then I caught, I had a strep throat a couple of times. Wow. Maybe that's and, my problem. And so, like, after I got out of college, I had strep throat a couple of times, and I started getting this thing where every, like, I just had that cough. Mm -hmm. Starting, like, when I got back from college, every winter I developed this cough, and over time I noticed that I couldn't hit the notes like I used to listen, I was you never was hitting whistle notes and stuff. No, girl, I, but I mean, I was, I was. Uh, Look at you! I could do I a could musical do, prodigy. I could do, I could do a cute alto when I Look needed to. You. I mean, I was a tenor. Okay, but I mean, you know, when I needed to, I, I could sit in with the altos and mm. hit the hit. I could hit the strong alto notes, and occasionally I could hit a soprano note. Mm. I mean, even though this has always been the natural natural level of my voice, I had a a range. I mean, I was in. I was good enough to in the seventh grade where I auditioned for the chorus and performed at the Kennedy Center, but I would listen. I was no Luther Vandross. Listen, girls, listen, because okay. bitch, we will be having this conversation entirely differently. We will be having this this conversation from the listen. If right that was the case, square. we would be having this conversation in the Gay Boy Mansion. <laughs> With the cashmere walls. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'd be like Luther Vandross serving you Kool-Aid out of uh, uh, Wedgwood crystal goblets. Have some red. <laughs> right. So it was never like that. But, I mean, I did have a decent enough choir voice, but just over the years, I mean, because I didn't, you know, like Whitney, I didn't take care of my, I'm not comparing myself to Whitney. I'm just saying I didn't take care of my instrument and, Singing was never the thing thing for me, so okay. you know. Maybe but anyway, that's, but so that's, I think I'm, maybe that's why I can't sing now because I think I, every year I would get struck through every single year, yeah. mm -hmm. every year. But anyway, so, I, so listen, learn something every day. So that's my when somebody says, "Why well, I can't sing?" Because I had struck through everything. Yes, that's year. it. So my soul says yes, and it's really just the choir repeating the words yes over and over again but like you know hitting the runs mm -hmm. and it's a three-part harmony okay. with the uh the tenors the altos and the sopranos and then of course there's you know the loud uh black woman singing and i don't mean loud as disrespect but i'm no. just saying you know and she's telling her story and she's giving her testimony and it's just so moving it was personally moving to me based on the things that i was going through in my life for me music has always been you know, like people will say, oh, I love that song. I was like, it doesn't move me. Right. And if a song doesn't move me, it just doesn't move me. You know, and not just gospel music, but like every Period. song that we've talked about, it's something that brought me joy or brought out some particular emotion in me. That's why people used to always say that I should be a radio DJ. But I was like, no, I hate most music. And I don't feel like I could be on air like this was the latest by Snoop Dogg. And I'm like, that was a terrible song. You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel like most music is terrible. Like, I could never do Donnie Simpson's job. Like, I always thought it sounded I think, fun. I, well, much like you, I've got, I got that as well. When mm -hmm. people talking about the, the tone of your voice and all that kind right. of stuff. So I got that. But I think I would have enjoyed meeting the, the personality. Right. I'm sure I would have done well at it. Yeah. But just the idea of having to pretend to like all of this music that I didn't necessarily care for. Because I've never been a person of whatever age I was in. Because, like, in the... I mean, I like, you know, old school hip hop more now than I actually did when I was part of the old school. Yeah. So, like, you know, I love the music from the 80s now, but at the time I was like, it's all right. Yeah. You know, I was more into Luther Vandross and Teddy Pendergrass than I was Curtis Blow 
and all of that. But anyway, so that was the first song. The second song, so I got two songs by Aretha, two songs by Daryl Coley. Okay. So we're going to get into uh, Aretha first because I went to see Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, the song is incredible. So we, that's, that's, just, that's just a given. But Mary Don't You Weep mm. is an incredible song because I also love a song. See? Yes. Come on. Come on, you you, you know the words. So Claire Ward walked in, and we'll, we'll move on from this. But Claire Ward walked in because this was filmed over two days, right? Okay. So the first day, they did most of the songs twice. So that's why some of the songs just like sounds just a tiny bit different because they're sort of mixed together. Okay. So Claire Ward was not there the first day. They called Claire Ward the second day, and she walked in like everybody was supposed to be like. Everybody was like, "Please sit down, so right. we can get the." Please. So we think, oh my God, Clara, please sit down. <laughs> please sit down. Yeah, thank you. And apparently. What I gathered from this was that Clara used to sing this, sing this song, Mary Don't You Weep, all the time. But, well, Aretha. Well, Aretha touches it, it's over. Exactly. Yeah. She slayed it. And at first, Clara's eye was like twitching. And that wig was like. <laughs> but you just can't, you can't be mad at Mary Don't You Weep. It just, just brings something out in your spirit. That's true. So yeah, so um, so yeah, so how was your week? Uh, my week was actually pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. It was the birth, the actual birthday. That's um, right. Yeah, Where so did y'all go? Y'all went to have big fun in Bush Gardens, and none of us were invited. Let me clarify. I actually wasn't uh, planning on going anywhere for my birthday. Uh huh. House and ever, I got a call. Uh huh. From one of our brothers because his birthday was the day before mine. Uh-huh. And he organized uh -huh. after his husband asked him okay. where he what he wanted to do and where he wanted to go. Okay. He decided to include both the birthday people. Oh, okay. One of them was not available. Uh-huh. And I was available. And I said, I'm oh, not doing anything else. Okay, all right. So why not? Okay. And, and you, that's you didn't how think we want to invite none of your other friends to. Okay, no, 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 it's fine though. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So that was how we wound up. Actually, yes, we did. We um, Orion came with us. Oh! Oh! Okay. All right. But we managed uh -huh. to have a good time. It was not the same without you. But we also know that we're coming back in August. So that's a whole, that's that's, that is a whole different thing. Did you get a ticket? Uh, I did. Uh, I did. I, I well, actually, so so we're going to go up on Friday night and stay until Sunday. But one of my birthday gifts, I was gifted a season pass. Oh, that's cute. For, and so it covers that. So I was like, okay. That, so I was listen. I was I was all in. I, I put a dollar in on that season pass, by the way. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was a good weekend. It was it was something different because listen, I don't do me and I don't do water at parks. I do not. I feel like Noxima Jackson. Mm -mm. You don't I do not do the bus. Mm -mm. I do not do water. So every time you don't we go want to, it to mess up your hair color, it's not even about that. I think the water is nasty. I think when I go to an amusement park, I always think the water is just nasty. And I think of all the places that I've ever been where at the end of the day the water should have been blue and it's like gray or black. It's like, ah, mm -mm. where you been where the water was black? Listen, you go at some of these places, especially like Great Adventure or. But Six that's why I'm going in the morning. And get, you know what I mean? So I come that, this <laughs> right is when I, the bitch opens. Right. This is what I think about when I think about water and in in, in in amusement parks as well mm. as. I don't like wet socks and shoes. That just you messes can't my take mood. your socks and shoes off before not, you get in the listen, water. I'm not getting on no damn water ride to, to come down a log flume and have it all wet. And I'm just so sitting. that's why you wear I, sandals. I'm not doing that. So I normally don't do that. But this was something different for me. So when we decided to go to Water Country, I was like, okay, we had a whole day in Bush Gardens. Then we went the you next day into such Water High maintenance. Listen, I, and I know, I know me, so this is why I don't even be bothered. You know, every time everybody got on a water ride, where was I at? Standing right on the side. Bitch, I don't do, I do not do water like that. 
But anyway, Water Country, I will say, was amazing. Okay. And one now, of my I've never hi- been to Water Country. Oh, my so God. I'm Listen, to it. the motherfucking Hubba Hubba Highway was everything. Okay. But you put that vest on, mm-hmm. and, but you, and the current just takes you around like it's like the Lazy River. You oh, just really? la- okay. Like you just land, and it just takes you around. You're like, do, 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 do. It's, it's only three and a half feet of water, so you can stand up at any point in time, oh, but it's okay. just moving. That's cute. So it was amazing. So I Because I that. always feel like when we go to Bush Gardens, it's like, I don't feel like I need a whole day at Bush Gardens. Because all, all I'm getting on is roller coasters anyway. Right. I feel like if, if we go third, if we go go fri- if if I go down Friday evening, you know, we get there when the park opens at ten. I'm ready to be out by like two or three, and then we can hit Water Country, and then it's a three day pass, so I could go back again Sunday if I want to ride the roller coasters yeah, again I'm, before we. And go, we did so. that. So we did on the second day after we stayed in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, we then went back to the went to uh, after we stayed in Water Country. We went back to the amusement park and rode some more rides, mm-hmm. and then we left. Like it was great. I mean, it was the thing about it is it's so much fun because you're walking around all day, and you you never realize how much like walking you do. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Um, and then also Bush Gardens is a, is a hill. It's in a canyon and a hill. Yeah, that's a lot. But it was fun. It was real fun. You got to have on your comfort. But now this was the funny thing. Mm-hmm. So it was the four of us get ready to get on this uh, water slide thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, oh. So they, I said, well, is there a weight limit for this? They were like, yeah, the weight limit is 800 pounds. I said, okay. In my mind, I already did the quick calculations. I was like, for all, all four, four of us are not getting on this thing. All four of us are not getting on this. Well, Between me, Orion. Orion, 007, and Gray. That's not 800 pounds. Listen, even if you did 200 pounds each for each one of us, and oh, we already know yeah. that one of them is not 200, not 200 pounds. One of these things is not like and, and and the other part of that is everybody else is very close to where we are. So we like we're over. So it was like we were standing we had, standing on the big industrial scale. So did scale. just two of y'all go at the same? We had to go two at a time. Oh, okay. at two, so all four of us couldn't go, which was fine. But um, and then the other part was I got on this other thing that was a chute where you actually get inside of it. You fold your arms, cross your legs. Yeah, that's a little too claustrophobic for me. Wait, wait. And then they drop the floor. Oh, bitch, no. Mm-mm, I'm so out. So you're standing and then the floor drops out? Oh, no, And ma'am. while you're no, in this ma'am. little tomb, mm-hmm. they have, all you hear is a heartbeat. Because they, they're piping this into an ear. So, so the woman's oh, like, so she's like, are you okay? Are you ready? I was like, I'm trying to get my mind right. She's like, are you okay? Are you ready? I was like, what, girl? Just go ahead and press the button. Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Whoosh. When I tell you I held my breath the entire time. <laughs> Cause I was trying to, I was trying to get myself together and say, I don't know how much water's gonna be on my own. So by the time I got to the end, I I had a headache from holding my breath so damn right. long. But how deep fine. is the water at the end? Because you know I can't swim, so Oh, it was like two feet, three feet. So know. so are you uh, It was enough to stand up. So yeah, it was it was good, yeah. So when I was in high school, we took our senior class trip to Daytona Beach. And we took a date. We took two day trips. One to Disney World, which I that was the one time I went on the teacups, and I was like, never again. Oh, and then the second day we went to Wet and Wild, which is a water park. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, uh, you know, you go on this slide, and they like, you know, the water six feet deep. And I was like, well, I'm five ten, so you know, just two feet of water, no girl. With the drift and everything, that's like seven feet of water. So I'm in the water drowning, and I'm like. So I go down to the bottom, I bomb back up. You know, I sort of kicked off at the bottom. And I was like, <laughs> somebody come get me. <laughs> and I, go, I grab some air and go back down and come back up. I was like, you, come get me. Come get my fat ass. So, you know, that whenever I do like or see those slides, I always got to ask how so, deep the water is. Yeah, but the water, the water was enough to keep you moving on top of it. And at mm-hmm. the end of the pool, it was probably maybe up to your knee. Oh, okay. Because, again, it's Because some it, of them are so high that they have to be deep enough in order for you to have you, a you larger You come down and level down. out. Okay. And level out at the end. So it's, it's still water oh, in there. Oh, okay. So yeah. it, you, you don't go. You don't go this one, you went like sort of straight down. So you sort of. Well, even there that had to one. be enough water. There had to be enough water for when you came straight down for you to essentially dive into the pool without hitting your head or your actually your feet on the bottom. Well, this one did the same thing. It came straight down, but then it also it curved out. Yeah, so this it, one didn't it, curve. This yeah. one said. Went straight down. This, it had a curve, but the curve was like, shoot. And then out. No, this one was it was it was a long curve. It was oh, okay. steep, but it was curved. But well, it was great. I, I might be able to do that. One so yeah, it was it listen. was. Um, listen, it was it was funny. <laughs> I, listen, it was funny. It was very funny. 
I but, might have um, an oxygen tank just in case. Yeah, but it was it was good. Okay. So, but other than that, the week was good. Work was good. One of my coworkers today, um, I, I don't think she watches the show, but if she does, I, I want to say, uh, hope you're doing well. I got to work this morning, and she was having a, a medical issue, and they wound up calling the ambulance and, and coming to pick her up. And um, my boss texted me afterwards and said that you know she she said she's okay, she's at home, she's resting. But I just want to say good well, um, and and so um, yeah, BJ, hope to see you at work. Uh, sometime next week or whatever so feel better yes so uh what did i do oh so uh thing one and thing two came to visit from um philadelphia and phoenix uh respectively so we had a wonderful we had a cute little time um hanging out and being sociable and um thing two's mother was uh well so he spent friday night with his mother and they live out in where they live. Okay. And so when she dropped him off, you know, at first we were just standing there chit-chatting on the sidewalk. And I was like, come on in. And let me tell you, me and his mother hit it off famously. And so, like, even to the point where she went downstairs and and uh, I had a piece of artwork laying up against the... Um, the St. Andrew's Cross. She was like, oh, what is this? This is nice. <laughs> and at first I was like... Talk to somebody, mama, like this, and then uh, I found out, or, or I had already found out that she was forty-seven years old. I'm like, girl, you're a year younger than me, girl. What the fuck? I mean, yes, right. you may be somebody's mama, but Exa- that's the work. You Listen, are my, you are you, my little sister. So this is how I feel about Deviant's mother. Like I was like, Miss Shirley. I just couldn't. It's weird, but right. So yeah. I but yeah, so she was really nice, and so we had a, a wonderful time just hanging out. Then we went to Baltimore. Baltimore was Baltimore was cute. So you know how they had the code bar. Mm. So they were like, we kept. It was like, what? The first time we tried to go into the code bar, they were like, oh, it's packed in the code bar. It's at capacity. So I was like, I right, it must be jumping in there because based on the story that Cardinal and Savage had told about people getting fisted and flogging scenes and everything, I was like, it's about to be on in the back, in the back, okay, because uh, that's where the old eagle was, and right. so you know they say they try and carry it on or whatever. So then we finally get back there, and I was like, so there's the code bar, and then behind the code bar there's a dark room, and in the dark room, I've started using this term, um, spicy vanilla. That's what it was. It was maybe 75 to 100 or so people in there, which is probably that capacity. Was, that was probably crowded. So the room the, is probably the, about twice the size of this, but with like 100 people there. But they were not all carrying on. Okay. Wow. 75 to 80% of those people were, were like 85% of those. No, not carrying on. They were standing around. Oh. So most of the people were standing around. One you know, person was getting banged out by somebody in the corner. There was, you know, the dick sucking corner. But most of the people were just standing around. So I was like Do something. After a while I was like, I'm over this because the fuck? I can do this in a bar. Right. So, you know, but it was cute. Then on the way out, I am I am in the parking space, right? I'm pulling out. This chick with no headlights is coming out of that parking lot where the gas station is. She sees me. She stops. So I keep going. And then she keeps going. And then the bitch sideswipes me. Are you serious? Like she's turning into my lane. And so her car sort of hits mine. And I get out. I look at my car. And I was like, just get the fuck back in your car. Just get the fuck back in your car. And she was like, you didn't see me. You didn't see me. I'm like, you, don't have, you didn't have your, your lights on. You're nothing. I didn't even, you, I was like, I, just get back in the fucking car. Just get, but why you, and this same shit. Why you gotta be rude though? Cause bitch, you hit my fucking car. And she did it against the same shit. She wouldn't called you a fag. She, she called me a fag. <clears throat> Baby, it took all of my willpower. I bust the windows out. It took all of my willpower. But I did slam on the brake, and I said, see, that's all you can do and leave these other queens on the corner. That's right. Fuck her ass up. Fuck her ass up. I was like, girl, I got to clear this. I'm not going to be fighting bitches in the middle of the street. But you know I've had revenge fantasies about whooping her ass. I don't have a clearance. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing I wasn't here because I don't have a clearance. So, yeah. So Just then, so that you know, I do not have a clearance. <laughs> 
But yeah, so um, other than that, other than that, the weekend was cute, and then we, you know, had some cute little uh, brother bonding time, and then we, uh, uh, Thing One had to head back to Philadelphia, because you know, Sean. Thing One, you know what, Thing One, if you're watching, I'm going to tell you, you are, listen, you are anti-social, and you are tired. Right, he'd be like, oh, I want to hang out, I want to hang out, I want to hang out, and then, when he does get with us, this girl is on his phone, in the car, the whole fucking time. And then, you know, uh, so thing two is like, thing one, what are you doing? And I was like, girl, don't pay, he ain't paying us no attention. He on his phone. He on his he phone. He get together with us just so he can, he can, Say he got he can look on his phone in the company of other people. But anyway. Whatever. But hopefully, is he going to black out? No. Tired! You're late and, and you're, you're tired. tired. But anyway. Anyway, sorry. Right, so let's get to the show. We got 30 minutes. Okay. All right, so uh, gay president. So okay, so I this art I found this article here, mm-hmm. and it is about uh, people having such a um, such issues with the possibility of Pete Buttigieg being becoming. Is that is how you say it? Buttigieg. Yes. I thought it was Buttigieg. So he he said he I watched him pronounce it. He says Buttigieg. Okay. So anyway. He, the people are in such arms about him, about this Pete Buttigieg, who is uh, openly gay, uh, Democratic uh, presidential uh, hopeful. <clears throat> and so him and his husband, uh, you know, people are, are up in arms about this because they're like, oh my God, he's gay? Like, what is, like, he's openly gay? Like, what's going on? So his thing is, he talked about this saying that there is a good chance that we've already had a gay president. Um and he said yeah and what was his name but that was like that's so like a legitimate story though but there's there's questions about uh uh Coolidge and what's his face with the um the spectacle it was the president Coolidge Hoover or Roosevelt I think it was one of the three no of them no no, no it was someone about. before him this was someone who was president before Lincoln he never got married. He, he, before he became president, before he became a senator, I'm not talking about Lincoln, but whoever it was sometime before Lincoln, he never got married. He had a roommate that he lived with until he, you know, all while he was, you know, a state representative and became a senator and whatever. And only, it was only once he became president that it, they weren't roommates anymore. And letters that they exchanged between them were very, it, it wasn't like, you know, I'm a suck your dick intimate but it was very intimate even for an era where you know sort of male on male affection Mm -hmm. was more accepted so and there were like there was actually like whispers about him being a homosexual so and again this is the whole point of of what he of what pete was actually saying Mm -hmm. um he was just saying that statistically it's he's it's almost certain that there was because again when you think about the statistics on how many people are actually gay Again, out of the 44 presidents, statistically, it's almost certain that there's at least at one. At least two of them. Well, yeah, I'm going to just say at least one. So we, right. Uh, but we're going to say possibly two. Several of them has put a dick in their mouth. Well, yeah, or anywhere else. Right. So, but anyway, I, I found that to be an interesting article. One of my problems with Buttigieg is he's trying to portray this image with him and his husband that they're just like, it's it's, it's 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 very it's a it's it's very white Christian. We stereotypical. You know, he's the first lady. Stereotypical. You know, his wife is going to be the right. A stereotypically Republican right. his, image with a Democratic moniker and with I'm a like, Democratic gay moniker. And I'm, like, and I'm just like, you know, this. I mean, so I'm, yes, I'm, concerned, there, I'm concerned. Are there about plenty? Him. I mean, are there plenty of gays who are living this sort of you know ward and ward cleaver lifestyle? Good for you. Yes. Good for you. Good for you, but I mean, you know, they still gonna call you a fag. So uh, yeah, whether you are Republican or not, you're still gonna be a fag. So, so I, all right. Hey. So, and to, I didn't hear about this. Uh, so yes, um, the there's we gotta also a lot of time for okay. Polls so there's also like if if anybody's ever seen this, and you probably saw it on Facebook, there the Democratic National Convention. Um, they, or I'm sorry, Democratic, the, the DNC's anti-Trump. Um, wallpaper that they sent out and I've seen this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was a picture of Donald Trump's face and over top of it the word said boy bye. And so it was asking you That to, just seems childish. Right. Well it was actually from Beyonce's song. I know um, exactly where it's right. from. But, but then what happens is when they tell you to text uh 
four, three, whatever, whatever, whatever to this particular to this particular number, then what happens is you are signing up to receive more information oh, no, from the Democratic mm-hmm. from the DNC. And so people's response to that was it started out cute, but then it's also like, well, wait a minute. I need you to you're articulate about, some policy positions. Yeah, but you're concerned about all these things. You need to be concerned about, you know, right. this this man in the office because at this rate, with these types of stunts, you're gonna he, it's you're making it almost likely for him to actually go back into the office in right. 2020. You need to articulate policy positions that you know represent not just that that rabid base, but you know that every, you need policies that people. Everybody ain't got to get behind every policy, but people got to get behind some policy. And I think for me, I think that what I would like to see in a in in not only a president, but in within both parties is I need to see some bipartisanship because it's just in and there's some collaboration that just needs to happen. And you can be uh, independent. You could be Republican. You could be Democratic. Just have some bipartisanship so we can come to some agreements on some things. That's my, one of my problems, and that, but that's also what I liked about uh, Barack Obama. But that's my own thing. Yeah. But anyway, um, also, uh, I did go see, check out, finally, um, Rocket Man by... Oh, how about, was it? It was actually really good. So Crystal and I went. Um, yeah, I have to see it. I, I have it was, it was pretty I good. So what I, would, what I would say is, you can, you can hold off, but it was good. You can oh. hold off. It's, it's a I Sunday afternoon. Watch it on cable, matinee, matinee type of okay. thing. If it comes on on demand, it's ninety nine cent. Go ahead and buy it. Yeah, okay. It's great. But it's. I mean, you it was. Don't it was need okay. To go to, to the no, you don't need to go to the theater. Okay. Now I also need to now check out Bohemian Rhapsody because I haven't seen that as of yet yeah, either. I but I definitely want to do that. Right or left. Oh yeah. Well yeah, that one. Um. So you say something else? That's what I was like right or left. I'm like, what were you saying? I was like, I have a billion money. No. <laughs> No. Anyway, so <laughs> um, also, uh, as far as movies are concerned, if, if any of you are Wu Tang uh, Clan fans, and and I was, and I still am because I love Method Man, I love Old Dirty Bastard, like I love RZA, like I love all. You that. just like Dirty Trade. I, okay, well, whatever. They have this limited <laughs> docu series that's coming on, um, that's coming on Showtime, and it's called Wu Tang hey, Clan of Mike's and Men nonfiction series. Hey, Cujo. Um, and it's a docuseries that looks back on the group's career, combining intimate and reflective interviews from each of the nine living members with never before seen footage and archival footages and, and performances. And so I'm kind of. I forgot there was like 50, 11. Oh my God, it's like, and they go deep. Like those are just the ones that are out there. So there's right. so many other ones. Um, but anyway, so I kind of want to see that. So any of you that are interested, just let you know that's out there it's on, on Showtime. Showtime? Okay. Yes. So go check that out because I probably am at, uh, at some particular point in time. Yes. Um, but before we start talking about Pose, mm-hmm. I want to also just give a shout out to Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchek, and also Janet Mock because the yes. show has actually been renewed for a third season according because to Deadline. The uh the seasonal two premiere was the, the most, most watched yes. episode. They drew in 1.2 million, which for you know a basic cable network is huge numbers. Yes. It's not it's 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 not uh, Game of Thrones numbers, but you know it's a it's a whole different ball game when you get there. But that's really good numbers. Listen, for they that show. they did well, and 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 I think what I'm enjoying about the show most this this time is it is so damn it's just good mm-hmm. and it's. It is telling a part of my of my life that um, while I wasn't, I didn't have some of the same struggles that they all did. Yeah, I had, I was living those struggles with friends, yeah. and some of those struggles were mine. But I mean, different. none of these struggles were mine because you know, in 1990, I was that summer, which most of it is starting in the summer. The summer of 1990, I was back here in DC. Actually, you know where I was. I was working right here at the Red Lobster. I had I was working at the Bob's Big Boy. That was my full time job, and I wanted to buy a car because I was moving off campus down at Fam. Mm-hmm. So I needed to save up enough money to buy a car. So I worked at this Red Lobster right here for exactly a month, okay. Uh, so that I could make eight hundred dollars in tips. I made like a thousand dollars as soon as my bank account hit a thousand dollars. I was like, I'm out. Deuces. Peace. I know you got me on the ship or the, or the uh, schedule tomorrow, but I didn't need the money to like get through the regular day. I just needed to make some extra cash. Who does I made that extra cash? I was like, I'm out. So and so my deadline, my whole life was living this, you know, sort of middle class 
uh, uh, existence completely oblivious to what I'm sure were similar struggles for uh, black and black, black and brown, gay, uh, gay and trans people here in D.C. and in New York City. So, you yeah. know, and, and, and to be clear, um, whether you were living their actual lives or not, mm-hmm. you probably, whether you knew it or not, knew someone that was actually living that. Probably, and almost so, certainly. Yeah, almost and so um, that this is why it, it's because some of the, some of my friends I was very close with that are still that are no longer with us, and um, it, the struggle was real. So, but mm-hmm. anyway, I, I, I'm enjoying the show because it's bringing back a lot of great memories as well. So, a couple of highlights. So, all right, first, Electra as a dominatrix. My so here my comment. I'm, I just wrote down my comments. I love Electra as a dominatrix, but even if they hadn't shown like the 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 uh, the um, clip from next week's episode, I wrote down at the beginning of that. As soon as we saw that Electra was a dominatrix, I was like, somebody finna die, <laughs> because it was, she clearly didn't know what she was actually doing from like a kink uh, perspective. Well, it's not clear. Not clear. I'm not gonna say clearly, but well, what was clear to me was that she was working out her anger towards heterosexual men and all of the other anger, some of it justifiable about the things that have happened in her life and that, you know, she's sort of gone through. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's not, that's not a good recipe for a dom, you know, for a dom, a male or female dom to bring that anger into an unrestrained anger into the, uh, what is essentially the workplace. Okay. So I was like, yeah, somebody finna die. But it was it, it was it was good though. It was cute. She looked good. She looked good. She that, looked real good. But she had that high pony. Listen, the high pony was good. Fire club. Right. But that high pony, it was, she was a little she was a little thin, girl. I'm gonna you add a little bag or something <laughs> seven to that. But it was a little thin. But it was it was cute though. It was cute. And one of our brothers was talking about her little walk down the street saying it was everything. Yes, it was Listen, cute. On the ballroom scene, she, that was one of the things she was known for. But it was a cute little it was a cute scene for her. So she did that. So I'm 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 hats off to that. And you know, the Hellfire Club is actually a well-known, um, uh, well, now it's a gay BDSM club. In this iteration, it appeared to be a club where transgendered people, not just, but at least everybody yeah. that worked there appeared to be transgender, Trans- yeah. uh, worked, uh, and, you know, they were making money, and it was a way for them to still sort of do sex work, but to own their sexuality in a way that was much safer because they were all dominatri- dominatrices. Yes. Tricks, you know, which is probably a yeah. safer way of interacting with men than you know what Angel was doing, which is you know hooking on the pier. That's much True. more dangerous. Yeah. So, so uh, Candy Ferocity's stand-up skirt. It was cute. I wasn't as as slayed by it as they pretended to be. There. I mean, it was it was definitely cute, but I wasn't slayed. By so it. that that was um, that was not that wasn't Candy. That was Lulu. That was Lulu. Which one is Candy? Candy is the is the black one. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, Lulu, so Lulu, so Lulu. Lulu. It was cute. Yeah. And her titties was up and yes, presenting. Yes, God. And she looked lovely. Yes, God. But just okay. I thought it was a cute effect, you know, to sort of unzip and then you know walk sort of out. walk it out. Cute. It, was it was cute, cute but it wasn't. But listen, I wasn't like gagging. No, I wasn't over. gagging. But listen, I, shout out to Miss Candy because listen. Candy reminds me of somebody, and one of my viewers is on here watching, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Candy reminds me of a legend in the Philadelphia area mm-hmm. that was always known for walking around with a hammer in her bag. Right. So this is why I'm getting complete Ooh. life. There's you this. Can't call this her name. I, I can. She's she's deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this transgender woman that was rumored or alleged to be doing a lot of um, illegal silicone injections on people as well. Her mm-hmm. name was Kelly Harper. Okay. Kelly Harper was, at one point, she was beautiful. The House of Harper? No. She was, I, don't, I forgot what, what she was actually in. Your filler has settled. <laughs> Your filler has settled nicely. <laughs> also, all of this is filler then. I, I hate knew you. it. I, I hate knew you. it. I hate you. So... She was, but yeah, she at one point she was beautiful, uh-huh. and I want to say she was a Revlon. I think at one particular point in time. But anyway, mm-hmm. she she since passed on. But um, she she's gone. To, she was that person that went over over the edge and kind of did excessive pumping and excessive everything. So she was just she was a. At one point, I've heard somebody refer to her as a science project before she died because mm-hmm. that's how much pumping she had done to her body and her face and everything else. But this hoe. In, in the best of most affectionate term, would carry a hammer in broad daylight on on the L train with a hammer. And be like, bitch, I, 
Right. What bitch? Right. So Miss Candy, this hammer, I'm gonna give a shout out because you, you you bring it. I back hope Kelly knew how to use her hammer. Oh no, better than Kelly Candy did. Kelly fucks Candy the bitch don't know up. how to use that hammer because listen, here is your arm. Here is the hammer. All Electra Electra does have a longer reach. Uh, yeah, but. All she had to do was bop her, bop her with the hammer, bop her hand with the hammer, but listen, and it would have been over for her. But listen, I was here for Electra when she pulled that switchblade out. She said, Shh, come on, bitch. I said, yes! <laughs> She's like, all right, listen. Yes! If you want it. If you want it, bitch, I'm serving <laughs> hot, fresh tastiness. Come on. Right. So, yeah. So, um... Patty LuPone. Patty LuPone. She was... So, yes. at one point, I thought that in that dungeon scene, the woman that was counting money uh, with no, Electra... that was a trans woman. That was I know, but Patty. at one point, I thought it was... Um, I, I thought it was Chi-Chi Rivera. Oh. That's mm. what I thought it was. But mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's not. But I realized it was a trans woman. Yes. But anyway, but Patty LuPone, good for you for showing up and, and being a part of this, because I, I like Patty. She's, she's great. Yes. But the moment she walked up and... When she was like uh, cash only, I was like, "Oh, girl, this is a stunt." She was like, "This is a stunt." Although she did get her cash back. Yes, she did. She did get her cash back, which I was like, "All right," because it could have. She could have went way left because that dude could have thrown her ass out, and that was it. And then she'd have just been out of that that several thousand dollars that she gave her. So I'm glad she got the money. Desmond, you need to call in. 240-719-2560. 240-719-2560. One more time for anybody. 240-719-2560. Okay. So um, I also, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I was glad that she got the the coins back. That whole thing, I was like, all right, so where is that going to go? Right. What I would really love is if they actually became friends. Like, so I, like she I saw hope, something. Yeah, I hope that that Like, happens. Patty LuPone's character sees something in her. I hope that that like, happens. you know what? So she, she was like a Karen Walker. She's like, you know yes. what? I like, I like you. you. Yeah, like, I like so you. So that's yeah. what I thought she was giving you. I thought she, yeah. Like, this is who Karen Walker was before she met Who were her Will dog's name again? Uh, Cash and Credit. And I said I wanted to name my dog Stocks and Bonds. But what was funny to me is, like, so... The way, and we talked about this in our group me, the way that they have Blanca written is that no offense to transgender woman, women, but that she's supposed to be this extremely clockable man in a dress, you know, man in a wig. That's at least that's the way she's supposed to look. And I was like, man, she may not be the film queen that angel. First of all, there's a, I have, I saw a picture of her on Instagram that was giving me. She turned Who? it. Uh, uh, India? Uh, no, MJ Rodriguez. Oh, M- listen. That turned it. D- don't today. don't get it twisted. But I mean, I just saw it today after we had this conversation. But it's just funny to me that they keep writing her and giving her and other characters these lines where uh, Blanca's character is supposed to be this completely clockable transgender woman versus Angel who was completely unclockable. And I was like, if you stand them side by side, you wouldn't necessarily know, and I'm not saying that that is the goal of trans transitioning right, right. to look the most like a woman, but it's just I, I I get what they're trying to do, and they just happen to find a woman who who is beautiful. Uh oh, we got a caller. We have a we have a caller. We have a caller. But so this kind of brings me to something I want to bring up. Hello, caller. Caller, are you there? Hi. Hi, this is Desmond calling from Philly. Hey. Hey, hey what's Desmond? going on, Des? Desmond what's Rev? Going on? What's going on, Boo? Ain't much, ain't much. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So we were giving. I you... can't watch the show. I had to cut off the show so I can call. I'm like, Ugh. all right, well, no problem. We, we, listen, but you on the show, so you, you're now part of history. Now that's what you're gonna do. That's what okay, you're gonna wonderful. do. All right, so we were getting ready to get to this part about, or we were just talking about how um, clockable, clockable or, not. or not. And so, of course, one of the first people that comes to my mind was our good girlfriend, Miss Naima. Wow. Right. So I'm assuming she was completely Na- unclockable. Miss Naima was absolutely drop dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the most ba- listen. I love it. She was the most banshee babe on the block. Mm-hmm. Reebok, hot top Reeboks and finger waves. Come through, Desmond. Give us a description, please. Desmond Naima, Naima was your banshee kind of realness. <laughs> <laughs> that was your ghetto girl. She did not carry or relate herself. And uh, the difference with Naima is, even though she introduced me into ballroom. I'm had some two complete different separate lives outside of ballroom 
she considered herself a woman. Right. Inside the ballroom, she considered herself a femme queen. Right. And the difference is, you know, um, you know, transgender real woman, and she carried herself as a real woman, but a very ghetto woman. You know, very North Philly. Uh, come to school with your ass. You know, one of those types. <laughs> you know, so girls, very relatable to my family. Um, right. So that was my girl. So the the question we were talking about how they they portray um, Electra's character as being clockable. Not Electra. I'm um, sorry, Blanca's. Blanca's character as being clockable and Angel's character as being unclockable. And I was and we were talking about how they're casting them that way. But I think that one of the the reasons we were talking about this, I think one of the reasons they were doing that is to show also the disparity between um, those that can pass and those that can't. And how that's an everyday struggle of those right. those men and or women that are trans. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, back then, opposed to as still now to the day. However, the realer you are in the scene when you're in the trans the world is about is about more is almost as more as an, as important as financial gain. You know. Um, uh, the realer um, transgenders, for whatever, are more respected by other transgenders and the whole gay community just because they are able to pull it off. Dog baby, speak um, into the microphone because I can't hear a word you're saying. No, I apologize. Um, that being real, being in a transgender community back then as well as now, the realer you are, the more you're respected by the gay community and the transgender community, mainly, A, because you were able to pull it off. Yeah. Um, and um, the difference between the ball scene then in the 90s, opposed to now, a lot of people inspired to transgender, and the thing was to be real and a beta fit in with everyday society. That was the whole entire goal beyond almost every film queen category until they fast forward to the 90s now, where they're now brought in, but where they've had a pension in vogue, and there's going to be other handful of categories okay. that's more theatrical. True, true, you true. You know, more than real. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna let you go, but I'm going to bring back this one memory for, uh, with Miss Naima. Uh, we went to Great Adventure. Mm-hmm. And we stood in front of the water ride. Uh-huh. And Miss Naima stood did she, there. Did she give a scene? Miss Naima stood there with a pair of jeans on and a white Cools t-shirt on. Mm-hmm. And when the water hit, Naima's white t-shirt became a white t-shirt like she was at a beach party. Uh-huh. And Naima had these good old jugs that was just pure hormone. And she was walking through the park like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> can uh, Before I get off the phone, can we hit back on this um on this close thing, they really brought me to tears in chat. You did mention about how a lot of people that we knew were in that same struggle in the 90s. Can we just go back and visit that ball up that house meeting they had at the dining room table? And the way she brought out the with... The popcorn and the hot sauce? No, when she had went going into um, a story of when she was younger and how she was just looking for love right. and oh, how yes. she equated... Um, sex to love and she knew these women were strangers the whole thing is she would just wanted them to love her and she knew it was just temporary but she equated sex to love and i think that was a very that actually brought tears to me mm-hmm. because in this community then and still now yes yeah, um i don't know where it mixes in the sexual community that sex and love they blend you know and i'm glad they pointed that out yeah. Because, you know, a lot of us, you know, a lot of us out here, you know, they face that every day. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why casual sex is so more accepted by homosexuals than heterosexuals, mm-hmm. because of that equation. Listen, did y'all get that from there? No, I definitely did. I, you know, and I thought that that played heavily into uh, Damon's decision to break up with Ricky, because yes. I thought, I think he felt like, like he said, he, he was losing himself in this relationship and he was trying to replace the love of his mother, of yes. his father, all of the things that he was missing in this man. And he was becoming way too wrapped up, way too young over this kid. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, you probably slept with old boy, which I don't know if he did or not. I but think he did. I think he did too. But it was like, 
I'm too young to be this wrapped up in one person, which I felt like was a very mature uh, it was decision. Very, very, very mature. Um, and we, I think we. Does he really? This is keep it cute. He realized he was he was way digmatized. Well, yeah. he was super digmatized, and he was like, "Bitch, I am too digmatized." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to like the dick, but it's another thing to just be like, "Listen, Ricky was, you know, Damon was on the cusp of being that bitch to show up at every Al B. Shore con- uh, concert, trying to fight that queen in the back, <laughs> and he get banned from the concert. They got a picture." Looking for this bitch at the <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't let him in. <laughs> right. Listen, I, listen, doll baby, I appreciate you calling. We're gonna wrap this show up, so get back off and tune back in. Um, all but, right, y'all have a great night. I'll uh, see y'all soon. All thank right, you, thank love. you, babe. So yeah, so all right, so all right, so Electra comes out. House of Wintour, which I Listen, was fine with. But when she said Wintour is, is coming, coming, I was like, mm, it was corny, but you know it what? It was corny. It. If so, let's put it this way: If there had never been a Game of Thrones, it would have been a cute line. Mm-hmm. And of course, in 1990, even the books hadn't been, or had the books been written? I don't know if uh, get the the first uh, Song of Fire and Ice had been written. I don't know. That book was been out for like forever. I don't know. But I just felt like that was a bit on the no, on the nose. So well, she yeah, and she, yeah, she well, yeah. in the scene, it was a with, big coincidence. Uh, it was yeah, a coinky dink. Yeah. Um. Her, but the but that announcement was everything. But listen, mm. when they brought her back and introduced her when she was walking the first category. Mm. So first of all, let me back those up. Those wings, they're like those wings ain't got no feathers on it too. Miss Candy, once better, again, <laughs> but she did better than you, bitch. <laughs> but wait, when they brought Miss Electra back out and her entrance, and she was standing there posed with the leaning down, I said, "Come on, Miss Electra." Yes, yes, she did do it. Her house, listen. Um, what I loved was how she introduced, she brought people to the house by bringing them, um, what was that, a gifts. Chanel? Cartier. Gift? Cartier gift. She yes. was like, I need you, I need you, I need you. And, and the- Cubby and Lamar, them shady fags. They, they was left. like, see ya, bye. <laughs> she was like, bye, see ya. I was like, Ooh. so who that? So let's put it this way. So it's what is clear now is that they are actually just loyal to Electra, period. They're- so wherever Electra. I don't even think that is where the winners are. They're a loyal to Electra and wherever so, Electra goes. Well, and pray tell, pray tell mentioned that he called them house hopping, house hopping hoes, yeah. which happened a lot. Like yeah. people just hop houses just for the glory of and just to be a part of, and that happened. So I, I think that was a but a then spot after like on. two or one or two times of doing that, they're like, no girl, we don't. So there's some if, house they good, if they were good, if they were good, they good, they go wherever the fuck they want to go. Right. Okay. But um, but uh, so anyway. Uh, look, so I saw a family member on the on the on the judges panel. Who? Um, uh, Javon was actually on the, the judges panel uh, at one, at the ball. So I wanted to say a shout out to Javon. I think I'm not sure if that was his his television debut, but mm. I saw him. He was in the background. I have to point him out to you. But he's a okay. family member. He's one of my one of my one of my good sisters. Her husband. So so the cry moment was when Blanca sat them down and she told him the whole story. About being, you know, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. places. I will say that her little, her little Tony Braxton wig was that squeezer, that little squeezer. That was a cute little wig that she She had on. Squeezer, her little purse. It was her squeezer on her head. Right. And again, I was like, I maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm 2019 blinded. But if I had been in the gay club, I wouldn't have been like. Cause she hadn't even transitioned in, I yeah. wouldn't have been like, "That's a," that's, I wouldn't have said anything. But my point is, that was a very moving scene. The whole conversation that she had, and then, little Poppy, you know, I've already, I'm already in love with him, and then he just burst into tears and he hugged her and he was like, "You, you know, you are the strongest woman I know," and you know, if. Um, he, he said, you know, I will always ride for you. I will always protect you. Though, you know, you stood up for me when no one else would, you know, and it was, that was, that was the tearjerker moment 
that oh, was the when episode. the damn air conditioning, the, the filtration system like, in the house was all jacked like, up. Stuff was all in my eyes. I couldn't understand. I don't know what the hell it was all dusty in this basement. So listen, you gotta fix that. Yeah, but um, Lil Poppy was was was, was spot on. So Lil Poppy I, could get I, it. Yeah, Lil Poppy like could. Five foot two. Lil, Lil Poppy could. And mm-hmm. on top of that, I think I've come to realize that we had that in common because I, I I think we've talked about that about yay. I, we had that in common, mm-hmm. I, and we didn't. I don't think we've talked about that because I talked about my bitch. I keep a hammer. I talked about my Asian Peruvian. Yeah, but I keep a hammer. You just know. Let's be clear. We're never gonna have that issue. You and I are never gonna have that issue because we just period. We're just not gonna have that issue. And again, my last name is Harper. Let's be clear. My from last. the house, from the house of Kelly Harper. I'm just saying. <laughs> like I said, all that filler. From the house of Kelly Harper. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that. All right. So uh, where we at? Where we at? So, um, so the BGK8 show is streams live on Wednesdays on VoxWave.com, uh, eight to nine p.m. Eastern and five to six p.m. Pacific. Episodes are available on YouTube every Friday. Search for Vox Power three seven three and look for the BGK8 show with Dominion and Epic. Um, com- currently, we can host a live audience, in, um, and so if you want to come into the studio, please give us a call and let us know. And by the way, if you want to, if you can't be in our audience, you want to chat with us, please give us a call. The number is two four zero seven one nine two five six zero. One more time, two four zero seven one nine two five six zero. And so. You can reach us and actually get in touch with us and let us know you want to be in the studio audience by, like I said, giving us a call. Or you can reach us on Facebook and Instagram as well as Twitter. And you can reach me on Facebook if you search for Epic Onyx. You can reach me on Instagram if you look for I am Epic Onyx. And you can find me on Twitter at Epic Onyx One. And Dominion, how can I reach you? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Dom Onyx on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dom Onyx. And... Uh, you can reach me on my website, www.domonyx.com. And I, got, I wanted, to, wanted you to hear uh, My Soul Says Yes as we go out. Thank you.